Welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. This week, we are talking all about heart health as we are joined by the creator of Happy Hearts. All the way from Colorado, we are joined by Sarah Jane Swift. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with all of us today. If you wouldn't mind taking a little bit of time just to tell our listeners about who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, absolutely. So as Victoria mentioned, my name is Sarah Swift. I was born and raised here just south of Denver. I'm a Colorado girl at heart, but I do live in Dallas during the school year. I'm a student at Southern Methodist University studying fashion media with a double minor in both business and advertising. So very pageant girl of me, but my CSI is called Happy Hearts and my love and passion for educating my community on heart health sprouted from me losing my dad from a heart attack when I was just six years old. And that was absolutely devastating. My mom had to raise three obnoxious kids all on her own. And my passion for educating my community really sprouts from the fact that I don't want any other kids or any other woman to have to be widowed, to have to grow up without a father because of an issue that is largely preventable. So usually when it comes to talking about wellness, any type of wellness, um, we would really be looking at Sustainable Development Goal 3, which for our listeners who come back every week are probably sick of hearing about uh, because we talk about it at length. Um, but good health and well-being falls under Sustainable Development Goal 3. However, this week, we're going to be talking about physical wellness through the lens of goal number 17, which is partnership for the goals. Essentially, the target for this goal is creating a collaborative space for each of us to come together to create change, which I think is, is what the Miss America organization is all about. Um, and it was really the basis for which this podcast was started. However, when it comes to your community service initiative, Happy Hearts, there is very clear clearly a collaboration between your mission and the people and the organizations around you. So would you mind taking a second to tell us about some of the organizations that you've worked with to promote um, heart health? And, you know, has there any been any that stand out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a big lover of the American Heart Association. I actually created a legacy fund in my father's name. It's the Todd Swift Legacy Fund. And through that, people are able to donate directly to the American Heart Association while still continuing specifically my father's legacy. And I was recently just at the Denver Heart Walk, and I believe we raised over $240,000 as the Denver community as a whole, which is just so amazing because that is money that's going towards research and supporting truly ending heart disease. So the American Heart Association would have to absolutely be my favorite, but there is a doctor who wrote a book called Hank the Heart. It is so cute. It's a little children's book that follows like a little cardiovascular anatomically correct heart. And he talks about how the heart actually works and how to keep it healthy, which is something that I absolutely love reading to elementary school classrooms. So the American Heart Association and the specifically the doctor author of Hank the Heart are my absolute favorites. They're so cute. Kids love it. People love it. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect transition into my next question. You know, the Miss America organization just recently started a partnership with the American Heart Association. You know, how has this helped you in promoting Happy Hearts? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be honest, when they first admitted it um, or like announced it and everything, I saw it on my Instagram and I was like, oh, now the judges are going to think that I'm only doing heart health because it would look good and it would be good for the organization. But I quickly moved out of that mindset and I thought, okay, now Miss Colorado is going to have an official partnership with the Colorado chapter of the American Heart Association. And if anything, this is going to help me 
so much more than me working on my own. So even being able to go to the Denver Heart Walk, I had several of my Miss Colorado sisters join me was just so special to me. And being able to reintroduce the Miss America Fit idea and having fitness back in competition and being able to speak on that in my interview and how passionate I am about it because I am 5'2", I am a petite woman, but I have high cholesterol and people never expect that when they look at me and I have high blood pressure and people don't think about that because people, our generation suffers from this idea like, oh, it happens to other people, but it won't happen to me. And heart disease is one of those things. Oh, it can happen to other people, but it won't happen to me. But heart disease is the leading killer of women in the United States. And it's time that we start actually opening our eyes to that idea and leading fit lifestyles and leading that Miss America fit life. I think that there's something that's almost terrifying about the fact that we see so many young people who are diagnosed with heart disease or just drop dead from a heart attack. And they could be people who were incredibly fit and took care of themselves their entire lives. Not the people that I think stigma wise, you would associate with suffering from heart disease. So I think having young advocates talking about this is so important. So I thank you for that. Um, But in what ways can others serve as advocates for heart health? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that even I do is leading by showing. If you can talk the talk, but you can't actually walk the walk, your advocacy means truly nothing. So for me, that means I take the stairs up to my apartment instead of always going towards the elevator. I have a series called New Meal Monday where I post my favorite new heart healthy meals. And it's so important that title holders, women in their communities, and that just young people are opening their eyes to this problem and thinking, okay, how can I inspire my community to make these changes? And that might be doing it on your own. It might be going to the heart walks. There's one in every single state. And it is just so fun. And heart disease really doesn't have to be scary. And that's the reason that I called my initiative Happy Hearts, because it doesn't have to be scary. Caring for your heart can actually be super fun. It can be walking your dog. It can be going to the pool and going for swim, you know, so it can really be anything, but just finding new creative ways to take care of your own heart because people are going to see that and they're going to want to make their own changes in their own life. What are some of your best tips for the average person to take care of their heart health? Yeah, absolutely. So under happy hearts, I really break heart health down into three main parts. And these are the ways that the CDC um, recommends that you're caring for your heart because three in five deaths by heart disease can actually be prevented through these three simple measures. And that is healthy nutrition, physical fitness, and reducing your stress. I'm a student. I get it. I have a social life. Life can be stressful, but at the end of the week, I have my Sunday reset days when I just completely detox from the week. I sit down, I have my big old Stanley cup of water. I take care of my body. I go for a workout and I truly just pour into myself because that is how I will prevent my high cholesterol from being even higher, you know? So it's really just being able to tap in, care for yourself those three ways because it could literally save your life. So in doing some research about you, I snoop about all of my my potential interviewees and those who are coming on the show. I know that you were first runner up to Miss Colorado, which congratulations, being a runner up is like one of the most exciting feelings (laughs) in the world. Um, So tell me, you know, how did you find your way to the Miss America organization? Yeah, it was honestly by chance. I didn't grow up. I know I now go to school in Dallas, but I was by no means growing up in a sash state. And when I told my mom I wanted to do a pageant, she laughed and she thought I was kidding. But I was just in um, 
fourth or fifth grade, I was at my dance studio and my dance teacher said, I have a surprise for you guys next week. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. This never happens. And she came into our jazz class with her crown box. And at the time I had no idea what it was, but she brought it out and she passed her Miss Colorado crown around our little jazz two, three class. And I truly, this sounds so corny, but I remember holding that crown and thinking, I have no idea what this is, but I want one of my own. And <laughs> I just remember feeling so inspired. And I really wanted to ignite that same inspiration in other young women the way that my dance teacher had for me. But I had forgotten about it for years up until I was a sophomore in high school. And one of my role models called me and said, Sarah, I randomly decided to compete for Miss Colorado. Can you come and do my hair and makeup? And I was like, I mean, if you say so. And I remember sitting there and I watched our 2019 Queens be crowned. And once again, feeling that same ignited, just like this spark in my soul that was like, I have to do that. I have no idea what I'm going to have to do, but I just have to do it. And so that was in 2019 and the 2020 I signed up and of course COVID canceled the whole thing. And I started competing and I just haven't even looked back since. And I've always said, it's not like, it does not matter how many times I have to compete. I will compete up until I age out for all I care. But being Miss Colorado has truly, I feel it has been in the books for me, or at least competing has been in the books for me since I was in that jazz two, three class. So that's really where it sprouted from. So I know that you talked about having a friend who kind of roped you into being a part of her preparation. So what are your best tips for preparing to compete in the Miss America organization? Say you were going to pitch it to a young woman who was getting ready for the first time. What would be your tips? Yeah, I was actually at the Denver Heart Walk and a mom came up to me. She said, I have always wanted my daughter to compete, but she has no interest. Can you please convince her to it? And like, she like threw her daughter at me and I was like, yeah. And I talked to her for like 10 minutes and we're actually getting coffee this week. And the number one thing that I told her was like, it will truly change your life. And you just have to be open to change. For me, it gave me a place to talk about my passion and it has just developed me. I've always been a chatty girl, but it has taught me how to speak eloquently and how to walk into a room and with my confidence and with my courage and just my resiliency, how to literally change a life in that room, because that's what the Miss America organization gives you the potential to do in any room you walk into, anybody you speak to. So I would just tell somebody that's interested to be open to that change. And it might be a little scary. It's you're going to walk away every once in a while feeling like you could have done better and that you could have been better and you're going to be bummed that you didn't win at some points. But at the end of the day, that's not what it's about because at the end of the day, only one person walks away with that crown and everybody else has to be the wind beneath her wings, pushing her to Miss America, Miss America's teen and coming back the next year, ready to chase that dream once again. That's something that we always joke about here in Pennsylvania. Um, we always laugh that none of this is real, that we have created like a landscape of, of this imaginary measurement of our own performance and so I think that that's like the greatest mindset to walk in is only one person will ever be at a time the state title holder and whether that's you whether that's never you is great like having that passion and you so clearly have that passion for what it is that you're talking about is the most important thing um and and so I'm just I got I just love this podcast for the reason of being able to meet so many incredible women from across the country who are passionate about this organization and passionate about things in their lives. So tell me, this is the question I've asked at the end of every interview, and, and it's always sad when we get to it, but I think every person who's been on this podcast has had a really unique and great 
part of wisdom to impart to our, our next people. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to a young person that wants to create positive change in the world? Absolutely. I mean, I've, I was talking to your podcast before this too. And a lot of girls say it, that just find your passion and really tap into that and follow that. And I just wanted to go off of that wisdom from your past Queens. And I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. When I first started competing, my CSI, it was show love shop local about small businesses. And it wasn't something that I was really like, I loved it because I ran a small business coming out of COVID and that was hard. But at the end of the day, it wasn't really where my passion lied. And I felt like it was just a safe route because like I said, I'm majoring in fashion media. And I said this in my onstage question, the judges giggled. I'm majoring in fashion media. I am not a doctor. I am not somebody that can walk into a room full of doctors and be like, let's talk about heart health because I don't know anything really about the anatomy of a heart, but I know how to prevent heart disease. And I know that I can walk into a room and sit down with people and tell them my story, how I grew up without a dad. I lost my dad when I was only six years old. I hadn't even finished first grade yet. And that was so devastating. And while that was hard, I can now walk into a room and I can turn my pain into my purpose and I can turn my pain into my passion and being able to sit down with people and to truly genuinely share your heart. They will value that even if you're just a fashion media major, but they will value that so much more than you just taking the safe route and maybe doing what your mom wants you to do or what your next door neighbor wants you to do or what your local director wants to do. Do what you are passionate about and do not be afraid to turn your pain into your passion. That's amazing to turn your pain into your passion. I am so grateful that we've been able to have you on to be able to talk about this. I know loss has been a common theme in a, in a couple of our, um, in our episodes. I know last season, Amanda Grace Creer came on to talk about the loss of her cousin, Alyssa Bainbridge, who was Miss Pennsylvania in 2023, 2022, 2023. I can't even remember what season we're in now. Um, yeah shared about the loss of her brother. And I know many of us shared in that loss with her. And so it is great to see how many people really take what is a painful subject and make it into something where they can help change the world. So thank you for everything that you're doing in honor of your father and wherever he is. I'm sure he is beaming brightly um, to know that his daughter is out here changing the world. But to our listeners back at home, you can learn more about Sarah's mission by following her on Instagram at Miss Rocky Mountain. Learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sustainability Starts With You and at Sisters and Sustainability Podcast. Join the hashtag SisPod Nation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening.